This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let me look at it a different way. If David Montgomery is unable to go, which I think he's probably more unlikely to go than Amon Ra, then you're looking at Jameer Gibbs as being your lead back. I'm not sure he's going to be that successful in between the tackles. Jared Goff has has shown he's been really good at a lot of different things this year, save that one interception in pick six. But what he excels at is the play-action pass. Yeah. If you can't sell the play-action pass, then I'm not sure whether or not Amon Ra is there, if your number one target you know, is it, it, whoever it ends up being, if it's, if it's Josh Reynolds, that's where I, I would make the argument that it may be more Montgomery's absence. Now, you can get the ball to Jameer Gibbs in a number of different ways. You can attack the edges, and they're going to have to. 14 touches last week is not enough for a guy that was picked as high as he was. You would believe that he would be a, a much more a part of the game plan and that they would get the ball in his hands a number of different ways and more than they have. I think by default they're going to have to. But without Montgomery there, I think it takes away one of the best weapons that the Lions have, and that's the play-action pass. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to argue. I do think that this game is going to be – and we heard it last week. We heard that Gibbs was going to be more involved. And then you get in the game and you're like, okay, when? Yeah. Right? I mean, he like, he did get more touches than week one, but yeah, I mean, you know, the impact. Yeah, right. And that's where I think, you know, and I don't, I, I was wondering this, uh, you know, about this yesterday. Is this a game, do you think the coaches um, try to showcase him a little bit more just based off what's on the other side? Uh, when you look at B. John Robinson, I mean, I know that there's not really a, like there, there's got to be a part of them yeah. that's like, we want to prove we made the right pick. Everybody has seen uh, what B. John has done the first couple weeks, and he's been a, a dynamic player and an explosive player for the Atlanta Falcons. He was on the board when the Lions it's, were on the clock. That's what I'm saying. And is this the type of game where, you know, if you're the coaching staff, you want to kind of prove that you made the right decision by showcasing yeah. uh, Jameer Gibbs a little bit more? And look, I kind of, I don't disagree with you when you say is Gibbs, you know, primed to handle a heavy workload. Is he a guy that you can run in between the tackles? I think you kind of have to be, John. I mean, he was, you know, I mean, yeah, you're still obvious, right? But with where they took him, you know, in the draft, you can't say, oh, this is just a guy we use on gadget plays or try to get to the edge or the screen. You know what I mean? Like you've got to be yeah. a complete running back, and I think he can be. I think that he's just got to learn. And we hit this a little bit, you know, on earlier the week, but he's got to learn when to get north and south, right? There's still a few too many times he's trying to outrun guys, and you know, you're just going to run out of room eventually with the sideline. Uh, you got to find a way to get north and south, and he did that against Kansas City. We didn't really see that against Seattle as much, um, and maybe that was kind of by design when Montgomery went out. It was like, okay, kind of limit the hits you're going to take, and you know, if nothing's there, just get down, get out of bounds. We can't afford to lose you either. But I think he's going to be a guy that they, they're going to try to highlight a little bit this week just to kind of say, 
Yeah, all right, everybody take a deep breath, right? Because there's always been, there's already been rumblings about, oh man, Bijan looks like the guy, right? Bijan looks like, uh, you know, the, the, the stud out of this, out of this group. Um, if you're the Lions, I think you try to showcase that to say, all right, not so fast, right? We got a guy over here ourselves and I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a much heavier workload this week. Well, yeah, I think by default, he's, he's going to have to, uh, because you, I mean, are you going to give it to Bam Knight? I mean, that's not going to be your guy coming off the practice squad to be your number one. Well, back. And Bam Knight was a guy last year that played a lot for the Jets, especially in the second half of the season. And just reading some stats, I mean, he was, I mean, he was up there in the top five when it came to broken tackles uh, or forcing missed tackles, I should say. And look, I don't look at him as being a guy that's going to come in and take over as the number one bell cow. But um, do I feel a little bit more comfortable? You know, with the unknown of him rather than what we saw with a guy like Craig Reynolds we saw last week that have very minimal impact. Yeah. Um, at this point, it's kind of like, hell, give me give me some Bam Knight. Give him, you know, five, six, uh, seven carries, you know, in the first quarter and see if he can provide a spark. We saw it last year when there were injury concerns. The guy that stepped up, up last year was Justin Jackson. Nobody really knew anything about Justin Jackson, what he was going to provide, but he per- he brought a spark to this offense. Maybe yeah. Bam Knight can do the same thing. So when you talk about Jameer Gibbs and the fact that he should be able to be a guy that can run in between the tackles, I, I, I think when you draft a guy number 12 at the running back position, he definitely, that's how, he, it needs to be a part of the game plan that he can attack, you know, uh, a quick hitter over top of the guard. Yeah. Like, it, it absolutely has to, especially when, okay, we saw the excitement that they had when they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Like, that, that whole f- film that they released after, I mean, w- we saw the nut shot that Dan Campbell took from Brad Holmes because Brad Holmes was so excited. They're high-fiving. They're jumping around. If you're that excited about a guy, then why does he only have 23 touches in the first two games? Like, why are why is there this ramp up to try and get him up to speed? Could it, Should they have gotten him more reps in the preseason so that you're not, hey, we're going to give you nine reps in the first game. We're going to give you 14 reps in the second game. Maybe by the third game, you're ready for a bigger workload. 